Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. y'all two peas in a bong in the building it's your boy dp it's your boy kp and a relaxed bong what's going on uh man a lot to talk about today uh so we'll be kind of jumping around to different topics but let's just let's start out with the ncaa men's basketball tournament the final four took place uh yesterday which was saturday uh april 3rd you had number one two number one seeds uh number one gonzaga against 11 seeded ucla and then you had number one baylor against two-seeded houston university of houston um that game uh that was pretty much a blowout uh baylor versus houston that was a, uh, almost a 20-point victory 78 to 59 so that game was pretty much never in question um i did say i think i don't know a couple episodes ago i didn't know if houston was really that strong of a number two but they went all the way to the final four, man. So, you know, it just in this game, they didn't really, I guess Baylor was just too much for them. But on the flip side of it, flip side of the coin, the other game you had Gonzaga and UCLA, that game was pretty much close the entire way. I mean, they were going back and forth, lead changes, tie game, all that kind of stuff. And they went into overtime and it was a uh, buzzer beater in the OT, uh, a banked three-point shot that wins the game for Gonzaga 93 to 90. Um, I see Kevin smiling a little bit because he did uh, say he had Gonzaga. So let me go ahead and let y'all hop on in on this, man. Shout out to uh, Jalen Suggs out of St. Paul, Minnesota. You know, I spent some time up there in Minnesota. I've seen Jalen, man, since he was in like seventh, eighth grade. Man, dude's always been good. So, you know, crazy. did he play football too? He did. He was a four-star recruit for football. He was a quarterback. Okay. So a four-star recruit for football, five-star recruit for basketball. It's, you know, funny to me, man, because, you know, uh, DP and I went to Arizona State. And the the name that was thrown around when you heard Suggs in Arizona, people were talking about Terrell Suggs. So I used to hear, you know, the name Terrell Suggs quite often. Then, you know, moving to Minnesota, my sons were hearing the name Suggs. And I'm used to it, so I'm thinking Terrell, and they're like, nah, Jalen, Jalen. Uh, come to find out, Jalen and Terrell are cousins. Terrell Suggs is originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. So mm -hmm. that is his younger cousin. Um, so, you know, they, they've he's got the DNA. Watching him and watching Gonzaga, I, I, I said the Zags. The Zags are undefeated. They've got a chance to pull something off, um, you know, for the first time since – I believe it was 1977, 78. It was Indiana. The Hoosiers did it. The last team that came close to that was the K uh, Kentucky team with the uh, with the Harrison Twins. They were undefeated. 
going into the NCAA tournament, and I believe it was the second round, they played Wisconsin, and uh, they lost to Wisconsin, led by Frank Kaminsky. And I don't know if y'all remember that interview, but that's when one of the Harrisons, when asked about Frank Kaminsky, was like, Man, fuck that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, back to that. Sidebar, I mean, Kaminsky ain't been shit in the league either, just so you know. Oh, man, yeah, the Harrison twin had it right. <laughs> him and um he had a, it was another it was another dude that was a baller on that team that was a shooter i think he ended up going to portland if i'm not mistaken None, neither one of them panned out yeah that wisconsin team had a couple of good guys i know they had uh kaminsky and then they gosh, i can't remember the other dude's name he was a shooter he looked like a like a probably like a military brat buzz cut type of guy i cannot remember his name but he was a he was a hooper in uh in college i just he they both went they both went to the league and they both kind of fizzled out when they got there. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. I can't I can't think of his name, but I think he might have played. Was he last with the did he play with the Clippers at all? I think he might have bounced from anyway. Yeah. But but uh so you know the Zags 31 and 0. Very impressive, man. And just the way they move the ball around, um, they share the ball, they play as a team, you know. That was a that, that was a gutsy win, man. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Uban. No, oh. Sam Decker. Thank you. That's him. Sam uh, Decker. Yeah. Athletic, yeah. White, that, athletic white boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My yeah. my bad, man. Yeah. No, that, no. Was him. that was him. That was him. Go ahead, Cap. So you know, I- impressive. And then you know, on on the flip side, looking at UCLA, man, UCLA had a play-in game. Hmm. Barely made it. So, I mean, that was big because, you know, they their coach, I believe he's been – I believe this is his second season, um, Mick Cronin. So, you know, you look at it now, between the Zags, UCLA, and USC, who were two Final Four teams and an Elite Eight team, man, they're about to have the West Coast recruits sold up and, and, and maybe Oregon, and throw Oregon and Oregon State in there, you know, like – they about to start. They're about to really start bringing in recruits. Big thing for UCLA that's going to help them recruit is, you know, they they signed a jump man in July of this year. So they're gonna they're gonna ditch them Under Armors and 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 be a jump man school. And you know that's going to attract a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Now looking at this NCAA championship, man, Baylor's been tough, man. Baylor's been real tough. They they got some dudes, but um. Ultimately, I think the Zags are going to be too much. I think that Jalen Suggs is a top five pick in the draft this year. And uh, I, I see him taking over, man, and the Zags going undefeated. You know, he's been a winner on all levels. In high school, I, I believe they won three state championships in a row. They didn't win his senior year because of COVID. They stopped the season. Mm. But they were picked to win state his senior year as well. Mm. Okay. What was he ranked? Do you do you recall? Uh, I want to say he was like six or seven. Uh, he was overall the, coming out of yeah, high school. Yeah, he was in the top ten. Yeah. Okay. 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that you mentioned USC too. I thought they were had a better chance than UCLA. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to go to the Final Four, but they got knocked off. But Evan Mobley is another guy. That's why I wanted to circle back to them. I think he's going to go top five for sure. Um, he's super talented too. Still got those G League dudes too. So top five oh, get crowded. 
I, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm it is, but Mobley, Mobley, I think is gonna go. I'm gonna like, give he's... you top five big board. I'm gonna give it to you. You got Mobley, you got Suggs, you got Jonathan Kaminga, who's a G leaguer, you got Jalen Green, who's a G leaguer, and you got Cade Cunningham. Those okay, that's who, okay. I could go. I will roll with that. Yeah, I will Me roll too, with that. I was. I think there could be some. There could be some. There could be some deviation from that. It's gonna be very, very hard, man. But like those. The only one I could see falling out is maybe Kaminga, maybe, but those other ones, it's gonna be tough, man. It's some yeah. Chris, what about your boy from um while we talk about UCLA? Juzang wasn't even supposed to be on UCLA. He was a COVID transfer. He's a a blue a, a hometown blue chipper that went to Kentucky. <laughs> and you know how they do it in Kentucky. They turning out the one and dones. Mm-hmm. So Calipari. Alapari is kicking himself like oh I yeah got this and, and listen I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh if he goes league I mean he he balled out in the in the tournament I think he even should. in the loss even in the loss to um to uh Gonzaga he had 29 yeah he was he was hot early he, like, carried, he, was... he carried him the last two games yeah yeah for him the thing I didn't like was that he was uh I think he was only like he might be a right hander then he seemed like on the when if you force him to put it Put the ball in the ground. He can't transition to his other hand. Like he's like, I'm gonna force it right. And I think he, he used to get. He was getting into foul trouble charges because they're just takeaways. I think we're gonna take away the right, you know. But again, so Latrell Sprewell is his uh, trainer. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> hey, oh, Bob, we were playing against a guy like that, man. And at, the, at halftime, our coach was in the locker room going off like he's Ambi. He's Ambi, baby. His left hand is cut off. He's Ambi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With not Ampi, Ambi. Like, yeah. what? Ambi. <laughs> not as real shit, man. So, you know, it's, um, it was, it's, it's, I was, I was proud of UCLA because their, uh, their elite eight game was a defensive struggle, right? And to see them go from that, a low scoring, game in the elite eight to running up the score in the uh, final four it was a surprise and after the game you kept hearing a lot of people a lot of basketball people saying that game was probably one of the best games they've seen in the last 10 years in the tournament like nobody gave UCLA a chance and again you take it to OT you tie the game with three and a half seconds and you lose on a bank shot three it wasn't even a. It wasn't even a true. Th- you know, it wasn't even flush. It wasn't like a Steph Curry. Uh, I'm calling game type of three. That shit was a lucky ass. You shoot it from half court and bank it in, nigga. You that shit was a bad shot. You know, it's not like a Dame Lillard game winning three from half court type shit. But again, at the end of the day, you gave it to your best player. He put it in the basket. He, uh, I think they interviewed him afterwards, he, and he was saying how uh, he was glad he got a chance to have his uh, Kobe Bryant or D Wade moment when he gets to stand on the table. You know what I mean? And he was rushing to get to the table to beat the other players from trying to tackle his ass on the ground. He was like, "No, nah, I'm finna get to this table and do my little thing real quick." So, all in all, a good game. Um, hate to see UCLA get knocked out. That was a great Cinderella story, and the way they were playing. I, I should I gave him a chance in the championship game too, but you know, uh, lo and behold, you have two number ones. Houston, they they didn't show up in the final four game, and uh, you know that's all I'll say about them. But <laughs> I'll be I'll, hey, listen, I'll be I'll be tuned in. I'll be tuned in, and hopefully it ends 
it ends uh, much better than the women's NCAA <laughs> final ended today. But before you get to that, I do want to say I won't even. Cel- I'm not even going to talk about it. But go that, ahead. That celebration, man, where he stood on the table. Hey, man, that's iconic. That was a that was a hell of a moment, and they're going to play that for a while. Oh yeah, especially if the Zags win the championship. They're gonna show him hitting the shot and running and standing on the table celebrating. Oh yeah, that's why that's why he did it. Yeah. And did you see the? Did you see his teammate get on the table with him? <laughs> like, really? like, I'm getting on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baylor is about to uh, put into that. It's crazy because I still got a lot of friends on Facebook from Minnesota, so my 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 Facebook was going crazy with you know just everybody cheering and celebrating. Suggs. And what Suggs did, because, you know, so many people know him and have watched him do this many, many years. Okay. Yeah, that's all good. Who you got? You, you got Gonzaga? I'm still rolling with the Zags. Okay, I'm going with Baylor. I don't really have a, you know, I just want to see a good game. You know, I, I have no had no dog in the fight. So, you know, show me a good game and I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. All right. And by the way, no disrespect. I didn't I didn't know the uh, women's championship game was today. I hadn't really been following the women's tournament, uh, and that kind of ties into a prior episode we had, you know, hate it or love it. You know, everybody has an opinion. Y'all can go and listen to that, give your feedback, hit us up. We're willing to holler at you and, and talk about it. Indeed. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to besmirch the, um, um, I'm not going to besmirch the, the women's tournament. So I'll just say that if you get a chance to, YouTube or Google or maybe catch an Instagram highlight of the last two possessions. The last two possessions in a one-point championship game. It was decided by one point. If you go and watch the last two possessions, tell me what you saw and what you think. Because if my game is on the line and I get those last two possessions, even the winning the, the winning team, they probably gotta go talk over some things. <laughs> You know, that's funny it was uh it was it was peewee basketball but anyway <laughs> i do want to point out two pack 12 schools that made it though so shout out to the, the pack 12 on the women's side stanford and, and u of a university of arizona indeed okay all right jumping from the college ranks to a little bit of uh nba talk but this shit that we gonna talk about is nba related but it's off the court right um, so the first situation you have is uh, Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport. Some social media shit, you know, some some words are exchanged and some things have been said. What do you guys think about this situation with Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport? Um, I think that Kevin was home alone, was uh, <laughs> lost, was lost in New York. I like that play on words. There you go, and decided to read through social media messages and stumbled upon something that Michael Rappaport said and respond. You know, KD is, he's real good at responding to fans on social media, but he's, he's, I don't want I don't know if it's real good or real bad, but the man finds a way to respond to, to, to fans and, and different people on social media. So with this, man, I thought Rappaport, when I looked at it and I looked at the exchanges, man, I thought Rappaport kind of bought it on itself. That's what that's that's what I thought. Um, 
because he didn't have to say anything. Uh, it's one thing I, you know, I tell my sons all the time. If you say something to someone, some that person has a right to say something back to you. In the case of Michael Rappaport, Kevin Durant had every right to respond to what was being said. You know, at first, Kevin Durant said something and, and it could have been dead. But then Rappaport said something else. And then KD was just relentless, man, in the stuff that he was saying. He really went in. And it went from words <laughs> to meet me on the corner of this place at this time at 10 a.m. And I'm going to spit in your face. <laughs> meet, he, meet me around here about uh, 1030. 10, 10, oh, 30. Yeah. Did oh, I yeah. start a motherfucker? He hit him with that. He hey, called he, him up. That's the, that's, the that's the new COVID shit, right? Motherfucker said he going to spit on you. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, go ahead, Kev. He called him a pasty, <laughs> a pale, pasty, dick-guzzling mm. bitch. Mm. <laughs> Told him to go get some sunlight. That shit is fucking with your brain. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it was. Mm. And, and then um, Rappaport's response, go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn. And stop being a, a fucking pussy. Mm. That's what he was saying. Mm. Then he's like, you a bitch for even caring how I do an interview. And basically what this stemmed over was an interview that Kevin Durant did months ago on TNT when he was very short and to the point with Charles Barkley. And it was just that awkwardness. And Rappaport thought he was going to be funny. Like, you look like you were about to cry on TV. Like what, nigga? Okay, mm. and well, KD just I mean, you do know Kevin Durant's history shows he's sensitive to uh, criticism. So yeah, even if he could take it, he's gonna he's gonna holler back at you. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna say some shit back. Um, I guess that's his, everybody deals with it differently. I guess that's his way of of dealing with it, like head on. I, I assume, but he's he lets um. Or he has let comments get him riled up. The you know the the side bar the side account he had and shit like that where he was responding to motherfuckers on the low and got caught and shit. I mean, it's you know how the media is when shit like that happens. People are gonna you know they'll never let you live that kind of shit down. So, well, where where Rappaport got me. So you know Durant was fined, and this wasn't even an NBA situation. That's just that just goes to show the that just goes to show the environment that we live in right now. The NBA feels like they have to come in and find KD 50 stacks for an altercation over social media that he got into with somebody that's not in the NBA. What right. the fuck? But and, and then what makes it even worse is that they're using or they're citing anti-gay and anti some other shit. Yeah, Semitic. Anti-Semitic. And and here's the, here's the thing, like long gone are the days where you could diss a motherfucker and everything was in bounds, right? I was I was uh, I listened to Who Kid. He has um he has a radio show on Saturday mornings on Shade Forty Five, which is um 
XM radio or Sirius satellite or whatever you, you know, whatever you're on. So typically, like if I'm going to work out on my way to work out on my way back from working out, I'm just listening to the shit in the car. So who kid had a he did a set where he was like playing songs from people that was beefing like all the rap beef. So Eminem and uh, whoever the fuck Eminem, be, you know, he just had multiple beefs. Jay-Z and Nas uh meek mill and uh drake he did the push a t and drake like he did like he ran through a bunch of beefs and who kid on a radio show where curse words and everything is 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 inbounds he had to preface the thing by saying if you hear the f word just understand that it was you know that these words you know this is like during a different time and he was like the f word i'm i'm referring to is not fuck it's you know fag like he's you know he because he he covered like the tupac and biggie beef you know like it was the thing but now who kid on his radio show has to preface mom has to preface playing diss tracks by telling people that you know this was in the 90s or the early 2000s and you know (laughs) like what that's the society we live in bro Come on, man. Hey, man. Hey, hey, sidebar. A lot of the shit that was said in the 90s with the uh, music and shit, it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people will say, you know, is anti-gay and all of this kind of shit now, if you play it now. But it's also some sus shit. Like, if you play it now, you'll be like, huh, what? What what are they talking about? I was listening to uh some old Biggie and um it was that R. Kelly uh that that R. Kelly was on. What was that song that R. Kelly was I'm on? I'm fucking you tonight. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah. you tonight. I don't know why the fuck I couldn't think about it. But that nigga that nigga R. Kelly is like he goes Puff Daddy B I G bring, bring that ass me. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Big nigga, yeah. call Tella, Tella owes to bring that ass to you. What the fuck is going on? Here? I remember that. <laughs> My bad, man. Sidebar. I just thought about that when Ubang said that shit. But nah, you know the cold part. <clears throat> Big has some other little. Anyway, I'm not even gonna go into that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. That nigga. That nigga's uh gutter kidnapping kids. Mm-hmm. Fuck him in the ass. Toss him over the bridge, yeah. Or the um the me and my bitch song where you know you look so good, uh, I, you know that that little shit like oh he, yeah, he I suck on shit, you. but it, yeah. it was rap, it was rap, right? So anyway, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And not to really get off topic like that to where, like I think like we're living in such a PC society that you can't say certain things or you have to feel weirded out about feeling a certain type of way if it's not accepting of everything so i'm not even gonna go down that road right now because i just i don't have the energy in me right now i've been listening to the i was listening to the versus battle between the isleys and uh earth wind and fire so i'm in a mellow it's a cognac and (laughs) cigar type of moves a cognac and cigar type of mood so i'm I'm, you know i'm I'm gonna try and keep that vibe the way it is so so look so look i want to say this about this shit though here's the thing too uban you know you talk about the sensitive society and shit like that then you have rapaport coming to the media talking about he feels bad now and feels bad about his role in the situation and shit like that yeah yeah yeah, and I'm and I'm saying, and he and he's talking about how 
he met him before and he was a fan and all this shit but it's like my nigga what, what where's all of that energy now it's like you and, and you played a role in it too you you talking shit too and you talk you talk so much shit to motherfuckers i don't know if y'all seen him on the talib Kweli uh podcast this motherfucker talks shit to motherfuckers too like what it was come on man the whole shit and that's i was literally about to make that point this shit was i think um i think tupac might have said it like you know this is a situation where you had one nigga that was scared and the other nigga that was happy that the other nigga was scared like if you were to just listen to michael rapaport talk he is hip-hop beef He's spitting when he talks and he's Wu-Tang Clan and I'm New Yorker and I don't give a fuck about shit and whoop, whoop, whoop and cussing and this and that and the third. Oh, guess what? Hip hop beef just landed at your doorstep. What you want to do? Then the white guy came out of him. Hey, man, I don't want that. He turned into Remy. Right. Yeah. Hey, look, he talked about how he wanted to rap and all that shit. Like motherfuckers out there will say he want to be black. So 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 they're saying that. Flip the coin. Zebra head. (laughs) So so check this out. Now flip the coin. Let's look at KD. KD, kudos to you. You stepped up to a 50-year-old white man that was talking shit. You ran down on him. Told him you you want to you want to beat his ass. Meet you here. Woo woo woo. But on in 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 return, when you seen that he wasn't about it, let it go. Why you running? Why you gonna keep running down on somebody that don't want it? Some would say, or some would ask, where was that energy when Draymond called you a bitch? Did you fight Draymond? Did you want to mm-hmm. run down on Draymond? Did you call him all that shit that you was calling this dude? Nah, you got in your feelings. You said you was done with Golden State behind that shit. You got sensitive, but you didn't want it with a nigga that was that was gonna that was gonna give you the beats. You go you gonna run down on a fifty year old white dude, a uh, 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 C class comedian. He ain't even funny. He just loud <laughs> and obnoxious. And that's the nigga that you wanted to go to war with. He wants to go to the mattresses with this nigga. Like nah, nigga, are we doing it? I'm not. But then that, that, right. But then that the the I flip it back to the to the other side and be like, this motherfucker has talked so much shit. Uh, what is he? He has some shit with Meek Mill before. Some shit about Ariana Grande. This motherfucker. What was a what was a Kenya Moore's ankles? He was calling ashy and shit. And there was some shit about that. It's like you always throwing your opinion out there and talking shit about motherfuckers and talking shit about what how you feel about something. But when somebody snap back, clap back at your ass, I'm talking about what you got. I'm talking about <laughs> big shit. He, you know, he's dissing like these new, these new age rappers. Kodak Black. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. You know, when Lonzo Ball says something about uh, he prefers this person over Nas, I think it was um, Migos. Migos, or, or it might have been Migos, or even uh, like 21 Savage. 21 Savage over Nas. Like he went big on it. I'm talking about boisterous opinions, right? It filled with cuss words. Then you just, you fell back. So again, I think everybody was in the wrong. And because of that, if you're the NBA, don't find Kevin Durant. You have a conversation with Kevin Durant. Right. Because you, if I'm Kevin Durant, like, what is his, what is the other guy's, you know, what is the other guy's punishment? If you can punish me, what is the other guy's punishment? And you're, you're, you're disguising it and and hiding it behind anti-Semitic and anti, um, homophobic or whatever. I don't even know what the shit is called. Anti this, anti that. Like, really? Anti, uh. It's, it's <laughs> listen, man. I this goes back to our very first episode, the very first episode that we had, where um I mentioned you got to hold fans accountable. 
And that's that's kind of the problem that we're in now is you hold all these athletes accountable, but you never hold the fans accountable. And so the fans have freedom of speech, but athletes don't have freedom of speech. They're going to find something within your speech to find you. It's, it's ridiculous. And that first episode was the Isaiah Thomas situation where he went in the stands to holler at the fan, right? Hey. Yeah. IT yeah. back in the league on the 10-day contract. New Orleans, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocking that 24 for Kobe. Don't do that. I thought, you know, y'all know how I feel about shit like that. <laughs> the same shit I say to a nigga, that's, a nigga that's, that's a boxer that I know is suspect. He coming to the ring with the Nipsey shit on or with the Kobe shit on. That Take that shit off. Don't go, you know, don't come on a 10-day contract rocking the Kobe shit, nigga. If you got signed for like a, a four-year a hundred and twenty-five million dollar deal. Then you go give Kobe his props. Don't give Kobe his props on a ten-day contract when you might not even make it, nigga. Fuck out of here. Gimm- that's the bong. That's the gimmick to get in. They're like, oh yeah, he is paying homage to Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get, he trying to, he trying to soften him up, man. That's true. Yeah, but but Ubang said some about that again. Oh, he, yeah, about Roy Jones with the with the shorts when yeah. he was in the. Come on, man. Match with with uh Mike Tyson. Don't do that shit. But anyway, again, it is it is the culture that we live in. Man, I feel sorry for my kids. The way they have, the way they'll have to raise their kids. You know, because we're we're headed to a situation where you know it's gonna be everybody wins, nobody loses as kids grow up, and it's only the kids that with parents that are going to give them those real world situations at a young age that are going to prosper because you can't have this you can't have this pc world because at the end of the day at the top of the food chain the top three to five percent of the motherfuckers in the world they're ruthless like it's not everybody wins everybody's buddy buddy everybody loves everybody it's a ruthless world out there in business in 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 just real world you know real world situations you see the way police deal with interact with kids and interact with adults like that shit is not all buddy buddy love love out there so stop making us grow up thinking that that's the way it should be because it's a false sense of reality but ubong there there's there's certain people that you can't talk about so you know you can't talk about Jews. You can't talk about gays. Uh, you, you you can't talk about white women. And now they're gonna make it to where you can't talk about Asian Asians. But here's my here's my thing though, Kev. And don't get me wrong. I don't have to talk about anybody, right? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Whatever you you're Jewish, you're Asian, you're white, you're black. Whatever you are, you know. I I probably got somebody in each race: black and white, Mexican, Latino. Asian, whatever you are that I dislike for whatever reason. It's not because of the color of your skin. It's because of who the fuck you are as a person. Mm-hmm. My my one my one big thing is the whole LGBTQ whatever else is on the top of that now. And the fact that it's not that I don't, if I don't agree with it, you can't even disagree with it. I, I don't have anything yeah. against you. Like, hey, whatever your lifestyle is, it's your lifestyle. You can live your life the way you want to. But I can't even say, hey, man, <laughs> I I want to live my life as a straight black male. It's like, ah, oh, man, you kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, no, know. yeah, that's that's and and, yeah. and we've talked about that before, too, man. It's like, look, I don't have to I don't have to agree with your shit as long as I just it's a level of respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, do you? I don't need to have no part of that shit. I'm on my own shit. Here's the I ain't talking thing. about you. Don't talk about me. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you can't, you can't 
I feel you, Ubong. It's like you can't have just that disagreement. Like, motherfucker, I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to be involved in that shit. You don't have to be involved in the shit that I'm doing either. Yeah. The funny thing to me is, so I don't want to see two homosexuals kissing in public. But you know what? I also don't want to see two heterosexual people. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> Get behind those doors. Get a room. <laughs> Get a room. That was a saying, right? Growing up, that was a saying for two a, a, a boyfriend and girlfriend doing all that touching and grabbing and doing all that bullshit in public. Get a fucking room, and that's for anybody, yeah. right? Yeah. My thing is, and I don't want to do this because we're kind of like morphing into another conversation. Is that there? It's trickling down to the kid level now, and now you're telling kids, "Hey, you can if you don't want to identify as a boy." You don't have to identify as a boy. You can identify as a girl if you want to, or you non-binary, or you can do all these other things, or non-gender, like you don't have a gender. What are we talking about? And I would say to any of the parents that agree with that, did you grow up? Now, if you grew up where your parents said you can identify as whatever you want, because now we get to a point where if my five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old tells me if they want to identify as a lion, well, motherfucker, come on, man, you're a lion today, or, you know, grow up as a lion. Feed him as a lion. Raw meat for you. You know, I'm 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 gonna give you a a, a a couple of small animals that you can cut their necks off and kill and eat with the with the raw blood and everything. Like, no, there has to be some lines where you let a kid just be a kid, and we're not introducing bullshit to them and let them grow up. And if they identify with, if they decide they want to identify with whatever it is that they want to identify with at a certain age, that's on them. But stop pushing it on them to where it's like, hey, what do you want to identify as? You don't have to identify as a boy if you don't want to. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's trickling down into the insurance industry with the transgender insurance coverage and stuff like that. I don't know if y'all been hearing about that also, but it's it's a lot to talk about. And again, I've seen some, some other states like Arkansas or something like that. Yeah. I saw that Arkansas just passed something. To where it's like pre-puberty with children. Yeah, and that's they what don't. I was kind of getting to. Yeah. yeah. They cannot, yeah, they can't, pre-puberty, they cannot, uh, I think it was something to, along the lines of they cannot have a sex change. They can't have, you know, you can't have that. And and and, and there's outrage behind it. Like, anyway, yeah. and again, I'm not even yep. trying to go down that road. You know what, though? Ubang, all of that shit is... It ties into what we've been talking about, though, because it's a sensitive society and it's a sensitive world. And it's like when you have your opinion, firm, flimsy or whatever it is, somebody will have something to say about it. Somebody's going to disagree. There's going to be different levels of the shit. So it, it may feel like it's going down a different road, but it all ties back into it. Right. So um, and, and y'all mentioned the boxing thing with Roy Jones that kind of made me think, you know, back to Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, why don't we just have Rappaport and Durant step in the ring and go do a celebrity boxing situation <laughs> and de- and determine it with them hands. And then <laughs> and then whoever lose gotta pay that fifty thousand dollar fine. All right. But so look, so moving on, kind of staying off the court, still NBA related, but off the court. There's another situation with Paul Pierce, okay? Paul Pierce was having himself a good time and decided to throw it up on IG Live. You know, is is women in the back, uh, popping, you know, pushing, shaking, popping, pushing. yeah, popping, yeah, pop, popping, 
Yeah, popping that pone tang, whatever you want to call it. Out there popping the wop, you know. Niggas is gambling and shit, talking shit, all kind of stuff. Throwing chips at the chicks. Yeah. And he and he puts it on IG Live. And he's faded. Yeah. Pyro so, Paul faded. He's faded in the in the video. I'm talking about smoking weed on camera. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Tell me what. Tell me what you think about it, man. Allegedly, alleged weed, alleged. And you know, and he, he self-proclaimed he was faded. Nah, he was faded. He was faded. He said it. Yeah. And again, I don't know who put him up to it because it kept looking like it kept. When I was watching the video, it looked like he kept looking off to the side, like he's looking at somebody that's either giving him some kind of instruction or probably telling him to turn it down a little bit. Uh, but again, he's, he is who he is. He's made good money. He's, you know, he's in a position where he can do that kind of thing. And he's not really worried about the consequences. What is ESPN going to do? Probably tell him to kick it for a couple of weeks and then come back. But it depends, man, it, yeah. as we've seen, maybe he's tired of being on ESPN. Nah, he's not. Hey, hey, he did say, did y'all hear him say, I got a lot of stuff coming out. Y'all might see me owning an NBA team, you know, doing doing the more of the uh, retirement activities. I'm going to have a podcast coming out. And this is not that. I was like, this nigga is. Yeah, he's tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, they might have already fired him. It's just the paperwork, ain't, it, ain't hit the, it ain't hit the wire yet. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I'm a star, nigga. Nigga, let us free. Man, let us but free. my he said, I'm a star. Hey, that actually came on too earlier. Today it was on TV. I wasn't even trying to watch it, but that shit came on. Give us us free. Give us us free. I think you're still saying it too fast. <laughs> I was even saying that fast. <laughs> oh shit. But at the end of the day. Uh, it's not the first time that we've seen somebody famous hop on a live, do something crazy. You know, Elon Musk has been on camera smoking weed and partying with Kanye and whatever the fuck else is going on. And, you know, we've seen things where celebrities, you know, get in, you know, in the moment, get on live or get video, you know, get it recorded by somebody else where they don't know it's it's happening. And, they're, you know, they're 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 having fun, enjoying life. Hey, Paul Pierce, you did your thing in the league for X amount of years. You know, you won a championship. You are probably going to the Hall of Fame. No, he's going. So with all that you've done, this is your retirement. You can choose to enjoy it the way you want to. And if that includes smoking weed on camera and having uh, chicks popping pussy behind you, by all means, man, like, you know, uh, the average Joe, the, the regular nine to five worker aspires for that type of retirement, you know, but shit, half those motherfuckers going to be playing golf instead. Like, <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't pan the camera to the other side of the room and catch me on the other <laughs> side. DP was the one throwing the chips. <laughs> like, damn, brother, you're hurting her. <laughs> them chips hit different than the, than the dollar bill. <laughs> chips and dip. Go on and dip. When you dip, I throw a chip. Man, Paul didn't do anything wrong, man. It didn't. It, it didn't look good. To the, the optics of it, uh, seeing that you know he's a professional on ESPN, but nothing wrong, man. He wasn't degrading a woman. The women, I mean, they weren't hookers, so it was nothing illegal. How do you he, know he, they weren't hookers? Nah, they were strippers. 
<laughs> I'm fucking with you. And, and the uh the you know he's married, has a family, but you know that's between him and his wife. And so I mean, that's something that they they got to deal with and work out. The thing that was funny to me was. He knew all of the women's names. <laughs> he was he was calling them all by name. Hey, and at one point, even looking at him. Hey, he I'm told like, hey, he told somebody in the live chat to roll through. Like, hey, if hey, you in LA, come get to a bag. <laughs> told her to come get to a bag. <laughs> told her his money on the floor. Pick it up. Uh, hey, only thing he didn't do was name drop, nigga. Like, hey, you know, so and so here. No, 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 there's probably some other niggas up in there. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Niggas weren't worried about social distancing. They weren't worried about the masks. Nah, man. He had his vaccine. <sighs> yeah. He, he made it a point to say that, though. Let me be clear. I've had the first and second shot. <laughs> so he didn't say that. I'm just saying he was like, I, I, I had the vaccine. You know, I, I had the vaccine, but he made sure he threw that in there. So, you know, they couldn't be like, and Paul Pierce reckless amidst the uh, COVID pandemic. Doesn't care. Holes popping that wop in the back. And Paul is sitting there throwing chips and dip. Enjoying it. I, I sure hope he's really got it because you know they're going to be digging like, wait, wait a minute. He doesn't have it. He only got one dose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's due for a second next week. Yeah. <laughs> And you know yeah. the rules are until you've had the second vaccine for at least two weeks, you're still in the danger zone. <laughs> right. Hey, you know who's you know who's laughing right now? The motherfuckers that disregarded COVID for the last year and had just been living life. <laughs> they ain't got COVID yet. They just been living like y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers living foul as hell because I'm over here doing any and everything I want to do. I'll wear the mask when y'all ask me to, but <laughs> Other than that, like, <laughs> I'm still living life. Fuck what y'all going through. Because there is a large segment of the population that either didn't respect the whole mask thing, didn't do it correctly. I'm still going places where I'm seeing motherfuckers, even people that are quote unquote wearing the mask, got the nose exposed. If your nose is exposed, man, just take the mask off. Like, fuck, right. take the fucking mask off. Because if your nose is exposed, if I cough or sneeze or whatever and I got COVID, this shit's going right up in nostrils. That's like a nigga taking their glasses off and squinting or pulling their glasses on the tip of their nose and squinting like, nigga, you got glasses for a reason. Fuck you doing? Yeah. Put them shits up. <laughs> Are y'all shaking hands with people? With your with your home with your homeboys? No, 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 no. I'm still giving I'm still giving motherfuckers. I mean, up. I have like it's it's some people do, some people don't. So it's kind of like I've reached out and have a nigga be like, oh, we doing this and throw the el throw the elbow out. And I'm like, oh, okay, man, whatever. I respect it, whatever it is, man. You know, shit. Hey, forearms for 85 percent of the population. For the other 15, I'm giving handshakes. I got the I'm more cognizant now. Right. If I just shook somebody's hand before I do anything else, before I scratch, you know, wipe my eyes or pick up a, a chicken wing to eat. I'm getting to the nearest sanitizer or going to the bathroom, just going to old fashioned soap and water. So, you know, definitely uh, more on deck. But shout out to all the motherfuckers that haven't worn a mask since the beginning of COVID, haven't had haven't tested positive for COVID and just still living life, man. You know, they all reside in Texas, Atlanta and Orange County. Um, <laughs> now nah, Arizona as well. Arizona as well, absolutely. And uh, and shout out to Paul Pierce, man. I will be back um <laughs> at the next function, so you know I already know when it's going down. Maybe I'll bring you two motherfuckers with me. 
Yeah, um, man. please, man. Yeah, give me some chips too, man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a family man. You know, I gotta stay at the. I, I can't be at those type of functions, man. I ain't got to like so, Pyru Paul. I'm in there with DP. I get a pass. Ooh. Oh, you get a pass? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a pass. I'm in with DP, man. It's a bachelor party. Oh, nigga, going to use me. <laughs> like, man, it was it was, it was was Wayne. It was DP. He, he, uh, he the one who had us out. I was like, it's time to go. And the thing is, now, nigga, you got to get married. So, Eight. Well. Wait a minute. I thought he was getting married. Uh, <laughs> they called the shit off. Well, why yeah. wasn't I invited? <laughs> COVID restrictions. Right. Uh, Nigga got an answer for everything, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, so right. before we get out of here, man, this uh sweetie and, and and quavo situation, man. Um, another sensitive topic, but something that you know we just gonna throw out there and kind of give a quick quick take on. Um, I saw the video. Uh I know there's another portion of the video, but I saw I'm just going to speak on the portion I saw, which was uh, them in the elevator where she kind of it looks like she hits him or pushes him or something, then takes his bag into the elevator and he just jumps in there and is grabbing the bag. Once he gets the bag from her, he basically just stands between her and the bag. He doesn't he's not hitting on her or doing no shit like that. At least I didn't see. And then I haven't seen any footage that shows him hitting her outside the elevator or anything like that. I don't know if y'all have seen something, but, you know, elevators and dudes and elevators, you know, just not a good look. You know what I'm saying? When the door closes, well, they got cameras now, but, and, and there's been some unfortunate incidents where, you know, cats have been, you, you've seen them caught on camera and we've talked about it all the way from the Ray Rice situation to um, uh, Kareem Hunt. Jay-Z had a situation with Solange when, you know, he didn't do anything or at least he didn't react physically to what she was doing. But now you have this situation. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, man. Um, man, this is uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, man. I don't get these these celebrity relationships. And to quote these one, these one, these young dudes. Uh, y'all, have y'all heard of uh, Rod Wave? Mm-hmm. So one of his lyrics in this, he got an album that just dropped. And on one of the songs, it's called Street Runner. You know what I'm saying? He got a lyric where he says, uh, she tells me, fuck you. I hate you. Then I love you. Can't blame you. She says, I love you, but don't trust you. Can't change you. I just hope we don't end the way they do crash and burn on the shade room. Mm. That in a nutshell is the celebrity relationship in 2021, right? We see everything from its inception to the crash and burn. And it's just like, yo, it starts off as a, oh, it's a Baywatch, you know, like these two motherfuckers get together and they kind of cozied up in some club or on a yacht or some doing some rich people shit. And then they go through, uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan and, and, and Lori Harvey right now, what they doing, you know, where everything is good or you got um, she a bad one too. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns and, uh, and, um, What's the girl that used to be used to hang out with the Kardashians? Uh, Jordan Wood. Jordan Wood. So, you know, but we see it all on camera. Right. And and you and you see Quavo and Sweetie and, you know, he buying her shit and she buying him shit. They spend one hundred thousand dollars every time they give each other a gift, you know, just transferring money back and forth to each other on some uh, materialistic shit. And then all of a sudden we hear, oh, such and such isn't following. You know, uh, sweetie, sweetie isn't following Quavo anymore, but Quavo's still following Sweetie. And then it's like, oh, now Quavo's not following Sweetie anymore. It's like, ah, then get the family members get involved. 
you know, Quavo's sister getting into it with mm-hmm. Sweetie's auntie. And it's just like, oh, we're seeing all this shit play out on TV. It's like there's no like there's no privacy anymore. We can't just you can't let these motherfuckers just kind of just kind of live and just kind of be. You know what I'm saying? Like I respect J. Cole because I think they finally somebody mentioned in, in an interview like a few years ago that this nigga was married. Like and motherfuckers didn't know because J. Cole ain't putting his business out there on Front Street every chance he gets. And I'm just kind of glad that they haven't tried to crucify Quavo yet because they tried to turn it into a domestic violence situation. You know, 2021 PC culture, you know, if any if any kind of altercation happens between a man and a woman, there's domestic violence. I mean, she swung, he ducked, she missed. He kind of like tussles with her to get into the elevator. Like, is it to say like, bitch, stop tripping, get your ass in here. She falls down with the dramatics. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, here we go. If the media really wanted to, like if they didn't like you, they could have turned that into a domestic violence situation. And at the end of the day, here's the cold part about it, about the breakup. Who knows what their relationship really was like? Sweetie, you wasn't shit. You was like a C-list rapper before Quavo. You used that relationship to, you know, um, improve your status and, you know, the way, you know, just Im- improve your your popularity. I don't even, I still don't like the way she rap. Like they put cool beats behind her and make her sound. Okay. On a, on a nice, on a nice summertime type of beat, but you not tough like that. But now you're doing Vogue interviews and you're doing this, that, and the third. She even tried to call out, uh, uh, Ebro's <laughs> morning show because <laughs> yo. So she tried to call out Ebro's morning show because when she went on there a few years ago, she she said she had PTSD. Again, some victimized shit. I had PTSD because they laughed at me when I rapped. The rap was trash. <laughs> and Ebro and the woman, uh, I think her name is Laura Styles, yeah. that's on the show with uh him, him and uh but uh Rosenberg. Rosenberg, Rosenberg, yeah. <laughs> Rosenberg. She said, like, we tried to tell her, like, the equipment's not working. You know, maybe just do, let's just do the interview. Don't rap today. Your team pushed for you to come spit that weak ass rhyme. <laughs> and the shit was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, it was like, okay. That was like, cool. all right. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so Rosenberg when so when when Ebro said, okay, that was cool. Rosenberg said, but <laughs> He was like, no, we just believe that it was cool. <laughs> so again, y'all had a relationship. That shit went sour, whatever, whatever, whatever. It shouldn't be played out on national TV. And I, I just feel like you're, you know, you're using, you're capitalizing on a relationship itself and which makes the shit lame as hell as 90% of these industry relationships are like, I don't even, if you, if you ask me, a lot of these relationships, when you see people motherfucking pop up together and they just start showing up together, I think it's all publicity. One person has a team, the other person has a team. Behind closed doors, y'all probably don't even fuck with each other. But, you know, just for building each other's brand, you guys periodically go out and be in the same spot and this, that, and the third. And, you know, got to act like the camera's not there when you know it's there type shit. But all in all, fuck him. Quavo, bounce back, my guy. The music's going to get better. The, uh... <laughs> The funniest thing about this altercation is after she falls in the after Sweetie falls in the elevator and the door closes and it's going up and you see Quavo look up at the camera like, oh, shit, <laughs> his ass located that camera, boy. He's he's aware that 
his yeah, cameras and motherfuckers off. watching. But I'm what I'm saying is it didn't even look like he was really he was just getting his shit. To me, it looked like he just like give me the bag, give me the bag, stop tripping. I, now I got the bag, and then she on the ground with you know again. But that's the only that's what I saw. I don't have no, so I didn't see nothing be, beyond that. Look like a game of tug of war, and Sweetie lost the game of tug of war. Right. Must yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must have been money in that bag. <laughs> that must have been that. Hey, yeah. hey, Ubon, that must have been that bag of money that they have for that celebrity basketball game. All star weekend, exactly. He's like, I've been carrying <laughs> this shit around for three weeks. Yeah, we've seen videos where people are getting their ass beat, and it's real violence. This isn't real violence, man. Again, it doesn't look good because you know he's a, he's a celebrity. But uh, as far as violence, I mean, I mean, one, there's no audio, so you can't even hear what's being said. This videos, I, I think the whole video was like a minute fifty two seconds. You can't look at a minute and 52 seconds worth of a video and justify if the man was abusive or not like it just no man you not gotta in, throw that case not out in this man. case <laughs> yeah I, I, i've been in this case you can't look at it if you look at if, if you look at a minute and 52 seconds of the ray rice joint right not in this case <laughs> hey the, the, you, you, we can tell ray rice and put the beats on her a few oh, times. Oh, yeah. And she still married him afterwards. But yeah, this, uh, you know, I so when I saw this video, um, I actually watched it with some women. And the women were like, oh my gosh, oh, oh, it's it's horrible. I, I am not listening to his music anymore. And I was like, What? Let me see this video. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, huh? This this is nothing. You're gonna stop listening to the man's music because of this? You, you you really don't like the man's music. Just say you don't like the man. Just say that. But <laughs> the basic because he put because he put his shoulder up against her. He basically put his shoulder up against her and just backed up. <laughs> tug of war. <laughs> what was tug of war? I, what would what would have happened if she would have won the bag and he fell down? <laughs> <laughs> we've seen a man I'm just asking. We, we've seen Solange whooping on Jay-Z in the elevator and what was the response though uh, he must have been cheating on Beyonce right. he deserved that, that was part it of it it wasn't even that it wasn't even that there were memes and jokes oh, yeah. made it's gangster. Like, <laughs> you know I think somebody put in a rap line I can't remember you know all the songs get jumbled in my head but uh, I think it might have been a battle rap it might have been a battle rap line Something along the lines uh if you open the elevator door, do you want Solange or Ray Rice? Like right. they putting her in the Ray Rice category. Like she put the beats on Jay-Z and people was laughing at it because and Jay-Z, what did he do? He knew better. I'm not even gonna put my hands on you because it's a lose-lose situation for me. If I don't put my hands on you, they're gonna laugh at me because you whoop my ass. If I do put my hands on you, they're gonna crucify me. So let me just take my ass whooping. Let me be the meme. Let me be the butt of all jokes because, you know, and people are going to praise Salons and call her the next, you know, fucking yeah, Layla Ali. Jay-Z Jay was like, you know, I done mushed a couple faces in my day, but it ain't the 90s and the early 2000s no more. So I ain't going to mush that ass right now. I ain't going to give you the mush face. But let's yeah, not forget. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. All my life tour. <laughs> Backstage, hard knock life tour. 
He was mushing faces. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, nah, but you're right, though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's um, as the man, you know, and I'm not saying that all men are writing all these, you know, domestic violence or these altercation situations. None of that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. As the man, though, I am saying that it's it becomes a situation where you can't do anything because you're going to be crucified. Like you just said a minute ago, Uban, either you're going to be the butt of a joke or you're going to you're going to be crucified. Like you can't even you can't even hold hey, it. Listen. If you if you like, no, no, put your hands out. Like If you put your hands out like, no, 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 no. And then the girl falls because you put your hands out and it's like, oh, my God, he pushed her like he was wrestling in a, a sumo wrestler you know and it's just like what the fuck let me go on record i'm going on record okay and y'all can crucify me if you want to i done seen videos where chicks put the real not no fake industry putting the beat where real chicks put the beats on dudes beat them up knock them out this is as far as it goes for me if if i get into a situation and a chick is uh, being aggressive and she put her hands on me i'm gonna just try and defend myself like hey hold on back up somebody go and get her now if she put her hands on me and i'm you didn't either startled me i'm stumbling you didn't caught me hold on man <laughs> all bets is off <laughs> because i'm in a situation where now you no different than a a, a man that's a threat to stand in front of me if you I, if you hit me with that <laughs> bop, and i'm seeing stars what at this point, I'm now my life is in danger. Now I gotta put the beats on. I ain't putting the beats hey. on her, nigga. I'm a, I'm a restrainer. <laughs> I can't have I can't have you looking like Rick Mahorn, man, when he was pushing the shit out of Lisa Leslie <laughs> in the WBA game, man. Hey, E. A-T-S. He means the beats by Dre, folks. He's going to try to have her listen to some music and calm down. And, you know, I didn't see I've seen video. There was a one video with these two chicks. I think it was in New York where they got into it and they beat up the uh, the UPS. Oh, guy. yeah. He's trying to defend himself and they just rocked. They, I mean, they just rocked him. They was whooping his ass, had him in the headlock, tearing his ribs up again at some point in time. It becomes a, I'm, my life is in danger. I may not be in a position where I can run, where I can get away, where I can save face. Now, when all those things happen, we can deal with the consequences later. Y'all can, we can go to court and we can go to the police station, do whatever we got to do first. But I must, life, preservation of life is rule number one for me. And if that means I got to, if I got to rock you to sleep to save my life, bet you're going to, you, you, you go <laughs> see the floor. And and, that, and that's no disrespect to anybody. And I'm I've never put my hands on. A, I've never thank the Lord that I've never been in a situation where I have felt like somebody uh, where a female is confronting me and they may overpower me. So I've never had to put my hands on a woman. I never I plan on never having to put my hands on a woman. But if you give me a real life situation where she get off first, pop, pop, I'm oh stars or. I knock my head back or I stumble or I didn't took two steps down or I took a knee or something like that. Baby, all bets is off, man. Now I gotta now you didn't you didn't show me that you show me hey you didn't show me a woman's word. <laughs> exactly. Say it again. Now I you know though, um, we've seen that. Remember the um the, the bus driver in Ohio when the woman was 
like hitting him. And he's like, you going to jail now? And walked to the back of the bus and gave her the uppercut. Y'all don't and then <laughs> yes. off the bus. Yes, I remember yeah. that shit. <laughs> oh, so we seen that and they crucified him. I remember the woman was on TV, like he tried to Mortal Kombat me. He tried and she really used the term Mortal Kombat. She's like, he you uppercut to, me. So send her ass to the pits. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, finish her. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying that this is a every situation type deal, but in life, there are going to be situations where listen, man, there's one-offs. There's you know exceptions to the rule. Every woman is not built the same. Every woman is not petite, five foot, five two, 130 or 120 or 111 or 112 or whatever. If you run up on a chick that's, you know, 6'3", 6'2", 240 and that stout. That is going to hurt. <laughs> come on, man. That's just going to hurt. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm asking. So if anybody can enlighten me on what I'm supposed to do, am I supposed to tuck tail and run? Am I supposed to... I would just take the beating and and hope that she don't knock me out and run my pockets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny. Man. I used to have this conversation with my sons, like, you know, pre-puberty. So when they were in elementary school, it was like it was a thing because, you know, pre-puberty boys and girls, girls are are, are kind of they're stronger than boys. A lot. A lot of the little girls and more aggressive when in sports, talk, actually. Yeah. You're talking about 10, 11. So now, a uh, 10, 11, you guys are both 10, 11. That 10, 11 year old girl punches you, and you got to go tell somebody <laughs> just for her to get scolded. And then she walk away, but, but your ass is still hurting. She bloody your nose. Now you're walking around trickling blood is on your shirt. You got to walk around all day for the rest of, for the rest of the day in school. And everybody looking like, man, this chick them bust your snot like, box. Look, I'm like, a- uh, you're going to have to figure out something. You, like, no, it's hit her, but you then, can push her. Do something, man. Even then, again, I don't condone violence towards women. I don't condone violence towards women. I have to give you guys, you know, this is 2021. So every time I speak, I have to give you guys context. You know, exactly. Every single time. But if you're talking about I gotta I gotta preserve my life, man. I gotta be here for my kids. If she getting if she if she giving me a whirlwind of problems, she giving you the the Maya getting the best of you. <laughs> if, she, <laughs> if she is truly getting the best, she cost you a one, and now she doing the windmill. Three <laughs> <laughs> now. Oh. Listen, man. I, you know, eyes watering, nose bloody, the whole nine. Y'all tell me what my just tell me what my what should be my next step, you know. I and I, I know I'm gonna end up on Hollywood Unlocked or the Shade Room, and they're gonna be laughing as I run up the street, you know. But and maybe that's what I'm supposed to do: just continue to run and tuck tail and try and find my car keys and get in my car and zoom off. Hey man, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and say my piece on this and leave it at this, man. So I have a daughter, you know. what I'm saying y'all know how I feel about my daughter. Um, and I tell her, like, listen, you know, don't put yourself in a situation to where you have to have a physical altercation with a man, right? Try to avoid that. And I, I teach her, you know, how to protect herself too. You know what I'm saying? But just, I, I know, you know, Ubang a minute ago said, 
hey, all women ain't petite. They not, you know, five, two, one, twelve, you know, none of that stuff. Some of them are big. You know what I'm saying? But in general, when you think about it, men physically, you know, will probably have an advantage over most women in altercations. And that's why they look at the situation the way they do. The public does. The law does. Uh, like, let's be real. Anytime there's a domestic situation, the man's going down. You know what I'm saying? Let's, it's That's just the way it is. Um, but just back to the the side of my daughter i tell her like you know don't don't even put yourself in that position you know what i'm saying because if it if something does happen to her then i'm going to jail you know what i'm saying i'm gonna be that one that's whooping somebody's ass or doing what i gotta do to make sure she's okay but it's it also comes there's a there's a responsive responsibility level from both parties the man and the woman and I, I tell her that, like, listen, if you walking up and putting your hands on the man and and hitting them and doing all these things and, you know, you putting the Maya on them, like we said a minute ago or whatever, you putting yourself in a position to have that man react a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And what if he does? What if he is one of those dudes who's going to come back and hit you? It's like you have fed into that also. So be conscious of the way you move. And don't put yourself in that position. But again, it's not we're not on here bashing women and saying it's okay to hit on women and shit like that. I have a daughter myself, you know what I'm saying? So I have to think about these things as I'm raising her as well. So and, and for the just wanted to put that out there. For the listeners out there, this dude DP is uh he's Jason Bourne. So <laughs> uh I I wouldn't put my hands on on his daughter if I was you because you you gonna. <laughs> You're gonna bring out Jason Bourne, all of that. <laughs> this thing right here. <laughs> and so, and again, and again, listen to me when I say this. I am a, you know, I am a protect women at all costs type of guy. I have never put my hands on a woman, right? And unless you talk about when in my childhood fighting my sisters or some shit like that, but then that shit is off. I mean, I'm we seven, eight years old. Shit, it goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've been in situations where women have put their hands on me, right? Women have assaulted me and I have handled it. I've been able to finesse and get my, get up out of a situation. I'm not calling the police on you. I'm not putting my hands on you, but because that's because I can handle that situation. You know, in my twenties, when I was turning up and, 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 you know, there's a thrill about being with a chick where, you know, you got some kind of, there's some kind of, you know, that crazy kind of situation for me, at least I can't speak for everybody, but you know, where you, where you go through that phase where it's like, man, that shit is kind of fun, exciting. And you know, motherfuckers doing all that crazy shit, but I was able to handle those situations where if I'm in a, if I see that the shit is getting out of control or it's already gotten out of control, I've been able to remove myself from the situation, get up out of, you know, play my way out of the situation and get on. I'm just saying, and again, with sweat with sweetie and Quavo, Quavo is obviously bigger than her. He handled it the right way. She, he saw the punch coming. He ducked before he had to see stars. Cause then it could have changed it. Has she landed? <laughs> Let's say she lands it and she stumbles him. That's what I'm saying. Let's it say might- she won the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something and else. The ele- and the elevator closed. It went upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, so again, 
I'm I will never condone violence towards a woman, but like DP says, there it's a it's a it's a two way street. You know, I'm here to provide security, uh, a sense of security for you know all the women in my life and any woman that I'm close with and you know family and loved ones and all the other stuff. And that's what men should do is provide a sense of security. Now, when you get into a situation where you as a woman feel like, hey, I don't need your security, and not only do I not need your security, but you need security against me. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk about it, you know, because, again, preservation of life is number one rule for me. If I if I can't live, I can't be I can't provide security for my kids or a sense of security for my wife. And so if it's my life or your life, I don't give a fuck if it's Robin Givens, Michael Bivens. And that's just and that's that on that. In, in, in Uban's 20s, man, he was uh, bumping that Jaheim and had that ghetto love. <laughs> <laughs> Put, putting that woman first and I, having I, that I, ghetto I, love, huh? <laughs> hey, listen, it's nothing like it, man. You know, it's nothing like it. Oh, it's man. nothing like it. Give me a project. Give me a hood rat chick. Give me a project chick. Don't give a fuck and say she take that dick. Yeah. Sir. They gonna hate us for this one. Ah, that'd be alright. What's up, folks? We appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Peas in a Bong. That is the number two. W O P E E Z A N D A B O N G. Two Peas in a Bong. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And we're now on the One United Radio Network. You can find that at oneunitedradio.com. Again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We'll catch you on the next one.